There's power in prayer, bringing our petitions to God the Father. We are to pray always, and we are to pray with all prayer and supplication. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast, and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. Alright, let's get settled. You have your Bibles, and I hope that you do. You can turn them to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to be looking at verses 18 through 20. My plan last week was to finish the book of Ephesians, and a few weeks ago I had taught from verses 1 through 9, but also picked up the ending in that message, verses 21 through 24. So technically, I finished the book, but then I dropped back with the intent of keeping verses 10 through 20 intact, uh, teaching on the armor of God, which we taught about last week, but I was just going so long that I... I stopped her at verse, picking up with verse 18. And I I did it for one, because I was going long. But number two, this is a a portion of scripture that talks about prayer. And I thought it was too important just to try to rush through it. And that's what I would have done last week if I would have tried to just finish just to finish. So we're not held on any time schedule. We're here until the Lord takes us home. And uh, we're going to look at the issue of prayer today. I'm glad that I held this message back. We looked last week at putting on the whole armor of God. And Paul gave us this armament. He gave us six specific pieces that we were to put on, are to put on, because he teaches us that we battle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. So our warfare, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's spiritual by nature. And we need to put on this spiritual armament if we're going to contend, if we're going to do battle in this field. We ended last week with the final piece that we are to take up, and that is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, the sword of the Spirit, he he defines it for us as the Word of God, And so we know when he says, take up the sword, he's saying, take up your word. And that's why so often the Bible is called the sword. Take your sword, take your word of God. And we can use it in that sense. It's a weapon that is both defensive. If you're battling someone with a sword, which I have never done except for play fighting, and I'm getting skilled at it once again with the grandsons, but... You know, you can defend yourself with the sword, 
but also it's an offensive weapon. It's really the only offensive weapon that we talked about last week, but it is not the only weapon of offense, not offense, it's not offensive in that sense, that we have for to fight the battle with. Prayer is another weapon that it gives us. And the prayer also, it's defensive. When we pray up, the Lord is strengthening us, but he's also protecting us. And we're asking God to work in our lives. But it's also a weapon that we can use and to battle in this warfare. And I fear quite often that sometimes we get the sword, we get the word of God, we memorize verse after verse of scripture, maybe even whole portions of scripture. We memorize the Roman road that we can take somebody through the plan of salvation, and yet we neglect prayer. And I feel we have a good weapon, the sword is a good weapon, but we neglect our second weapon, that of prayer. But then it could be on the other side of that table to where you could take up prayer and you could be a a prayer warrior. You're praying all the time, praying in the spirit, just like the Lord has called us to. But you neglect the word of God. But I believe when we combine both together, like it tells us in Second Corinthians 10, it's it's just talking about the weapons that we have in God. But when we combine the word of God with prayer and Second Corinthians 10, four and five tells us then we are able to pull down strongholds, to cast out arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We have mighty weapons that the Lord has given us. And I fear prayer is one that perhaps we neglect greatly. I told Lily on Friday as we were driving, I said on Sunday I got to teach on prayer, and I feel that I'm so weak in this area. I've been, you know, you guys... I may make you feel guilty today. If I do, I've been looking at this passage for almost a month. So you're just getting one day of guilt. I've had it for a month. But I don't want to neglect teaching the truths of God's word. We may not live up to what God's word says we should be or do. But how are we ever going to get there if we don't expose ourselves to the truths and the teaching of God's word? Although we've taught through all of Ephesians going verse by verse, this message has a very topical feel to it. And I have five points. I'm going to tell you the five points right off the bat here, and then we'll go through them. So you'll have a chance to write them down twice. If I talk too fast now, um, you'll pick it up. The opening will always be We are to pray always. That's point one. But we're always going to use that phrase in each of the other additional points. So we are to pray always, point one. Number two, we are to pray always with all prayer and supplication. Number three, we are to pray always in the spirit. Number four, we are to pray always for the body of Christ. Number five, we are to pray always for the ambassadors of Christ. And so I'm just going to read through the context of our passage today and ask the Lord to bless the teaching. Reading from Ephesians 6, verses 18 through 20. Praying always with all prayer and supplications in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly 
to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And Father, we pray that you would bless this time. And as we look at the subject of prayer, Lord, we, we may be strong prayer warriors here. We may be, Lord, weak. And sometimes, Lord, we may think we're strong and in reality we're weak in our prayers. And other times we may think we're actually weak, but in your economy, we're strong. Lord, I don't know where we fit, but what I do ask, Lord, wherever we're at, Lord, that you would strengthen us in our prayer life uh, through this teaching today. Lord, encourage us in our prayer life. Help us, Lord, to seek you on our knees. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So first of all, we're to pray always. John Bunyan is the author of Pilgrim's Progress back in the 1500s. Wrote a marvelous book. If you've never read it, it's a Christian classic about Christian and his journey to heaven and salvation. And there's even another side of that with his wife and children and how they made it to heaven. But it's a wonderful analogy of the Christian faith. Interestingly enough, he wrote that book from prison. He was in prison for 12 years. And all he had was Fox's Book of Martyr and the Bibles. So he had two books while he was in prison, and he wrote a couple of books himself. But he said, pray often. For prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God, and a scourge for Satan. So the call to pray, to pray always. Paul had this mentioned in several of his epistles. In Romans 12, 12, he says, continue steadfastly in prayer. Ephesians 1, 16, he said of himself towards the church in Ephesus, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Colossians 4, 2, he calls the church there to continue earnestly in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, to pray without ceasing. And Jesus himself in Luke 18, 1 says, men ought to always pray and not lose heart. I fear that quite often we do lose heart. And it's important that we engage in this battle. Now, I've peppered this message with a lot of quotes from some of the saints gone by and some who are still living among us. But this one, R.A. Torrey, he said, the reason why so many fail in battle is because they wait until the hour of battle. The reason why others succeed is because they have gained their victory on their knees long before the battle came. Anticipate your battles. Fight them on your knees before temptation comes, and you will always have victory. We are called to pray. We are called to pray always. We've been called to prayer to continue steadfastly in our prayer to not cease in giving thanks to God, to be earnest in our prayer life, to pray without ceasing and to not lose heart. As I was thinking about this yesterday, I was thinking of the altar of incense that was in the temple or in the tabernacle, first in the tabernacle and then moved to the temple. But inside the tabernacle and or the temple, there were two chambers. One was called the holy place. The other was called the holy of holies. The Holy of Holies, only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies once a year 
and only on the Day of Atonement could he enter into that place. But daily the priest would come into the holy place to minister there. One of the things that was there for them to do was to light and to keep a continual burning of incense on the table of incense that was before the altar of God. It was an altar itself. It was made of gold. And they took coals from the bronze altar where the sacrifices were made outside of the temple proper. And they brought those coals in and then peppered them with the incense that those incense would be rising continually. They did it in the morning. They did it in the evening. And the idea is that of our prayer life, of Israel's prayer lives, rising up continually toward God. That was the picture of the altar of incense. And it's a picture that's seen in heaven itself in Revelation chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. John tells us that he saw another angel having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar, and he was giving much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. The idea of praying always, this idea of our prayers becoming incense that are continually rising up before the throne room of God, being received here by an angel that presents them to God himself, David knew the importance of praying always, understanding the importance of this. In Psalm 55, verses 16 and 17, David wrote, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning, and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Ari Tori also said, We are too busy to pray, and so we are too busy to have power. We have a great deal of activity, but we accomplish little. Many services, but few conversions. Much machinery, but few results. Taking the word of God and combining that with the prayers to God becomes a very powerful force or weapons that we have in our arsenal in this world that we live in. We're also to pray always with all prayer and supplication. As we continue on in verse 18, it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Two different Greek words, one that's translated as prayer in our text. It means prayer, it means intercession, but it also has this sense of worship that can be combined in it. So when we pray, we worship. I don't know if you do that. I think Jesus, when he taught us how to pray, In the Lord's Prayer, when he said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I take opportunity when I think and use the Lord's Prayer as a pattern for my own prayer. When I read that opening section, I just take time to worship God. I worship God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. And so we worship. We just stop and we worship. The second word here that's translated for us is supplication. It means to uh, a petition, a wanting, a need. We're asking God. And so we have this sense of prayer combined with worship. Through our prayers, we're worshiping God. But then with supplication, we're bringing our requests before God. 
in the New Testament, when they uh, use this Greek word, diestes is the Greek word, but when they use it, it is always translated as either supplication or supplication. So it's always addressing God, and it's always talking about bringing our supplication or our request, our needs to God. Corey Tinboon once said, any concern too small to be turned into a prayer is too small to be a burden. How often do we carry burdens that we don't take to the Lord? We don't take those burdens and turn them into a prayer. When scripture tells us in Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. We're anxious because we don't take the time to pray always, but to pray with all prayer and supplication. We're not bringing our requests to the Lord. Corey Timboon also said, when a Christian shuns fellowship with other Christians, the devil smiles. When he stops studying the Bible, the devil laughs. When he stops praying, the devil shouts for joy. There's power in prayer, bringing our petitions to God the Father. We are to pray always, and we are to pray with all prayer and supplication. But next we see that we are to pray always in the Spirit. This quote I read by D.L. Moody, it doesn't have anything to do with prayer and spirit, but it made me think. Because D.L. Moody once said, I'd rather be able to pray than to be a great preacher. He was a great preacher. But then he said, Jesus Christ never taught his disciples how to preach, but only how to pray. So we are to pray always, and it's in the Spirit. He taught his disciples how to pray. We know this as the Lord's Prayer. It's found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. And probably almost all of us in here could quote it. We know it. We can pray it by heart. But Jesus still teaches us. He has promised to be our teacher through the Holy Spirit. And so we're to pray always in the Spirit. And it's Jesus who has promised the Spirit to us, God the Holy Spirit, to be in our lives, to be part of our lives. In John 16, 14, Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, the Spirit of truth. In John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. John 15, 26, when the Holy Spirit comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. In John 16, 13 and 14, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me and take from what is mine and declare it to you. So Jesus is still our teacher. And perhaps today we simply need to ask the Lord, teach us to pray. That's what his disciples asked. Teach us to pray. As John taught his disciples to pray, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, 
when you pray. Don't be like the world. Don't be like the publicans. And he gave examples of how the world prays. He says, but when you pray, lock yourself in the secret place, in the closet. Pray to your father who is in secret. And he will openly reward you. But he gave us that beautiful prayer, our father, which art in heaven. But he still teaches us to pray. And maybe we need to ask the Lord to teach us once again. Lord, teach me to pray. Ian Bounds wrote, what the church needs today is not more machinery or better, not new organizations or more and novel methods, but men whom the Holy Ghost can use, men of prayer, men mighty in prayer. The Holy Ghost does not flow through methods, but through men. He does not come on machinery, but on men. He does not anoint plans, but men, men of prayer. And I would say women too there. We don't need more methods. I am repulsed so often by all the methods that are constantly being sent to me or emailed to me or sent to the church. And, you know, great testimonies that come alongside every one of these things. If you would only do this. And it's tempting because they're saying we increased our numbers by 20 percent, you know, and. And if you do that, you're going to always have to do that because the methods we've been taught through Pastor Chuck Smith, the founder of Calvary Chapel, that if you grow a church through methods, you'll always need methods to keep the church going. But if the church grows from the power of the Holy Spirit, then it's a work that God has done and God gets the glory. So we are to pray always through the Spirit because the Spirit helps us to know how we should pray. In Galatians 4, 6, the Bible tells us that you are the sons. God has sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. God's spirit in us, teaching us that we can cry out, Abba, Father. Teaching us what we should be praying. But sometimes we know we don't know what to pray. We have no words to express it. And yet then the Holy Spirit comes alongside us again in Romans 8, 26 and 27. The Spirit comes this time and it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows the mind of, of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit's power combined in our prayer life, helping us in our prayer life. Andrew Murray said, Let us thank God heartily, as often as we pray, that we have his Spirit to teach us to pray. Thanksgiving will draw our hearts out to God and keep us engaged with him. It will take our attention from ourselves and give the Spirit room in our hearts. Are we thankful that we have his spirit to teach us to pray? We are to pray always. We are to pray always with all prayer and supplication. We are to pray always in the spirit. We are to pray always for the body of Christ. We are to pray always for the ambassadors of Christ. We can engage in fellowship with God when we pray to our heavenly father through the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that you would be with us. And Lord, 
encourage us in our prayers. Lord, if we lack power, individually or as a church, Lord, it could be partly due with the absence of prayer in our life. So, Lord, if this is a truth, then I pray, Lord, that you would teach us to pray once again, that you would call us to our knees in praise and adoration, that we would, Lord, be watchful, that we would be vigilant in our prayers, that we would bring our prayers with all prayer and supplication. Lord, that we would pray always, that we'd pray in the Spirit for the body of Christ, for the ambassadors of Christ, bringing our petitions, our supplications, and our prayers before you. That, Lord, that we would see heaven bend down, that we would see the power, Lord, not of machinery, not of methods, but the power of your Holy Spirit working in us what we could never do of ourselves. And Lord, ultimately, that you would be glorified. My prayer for us today, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today. And may the Lord richly bless you as you worship Him today. And let God...